Welcome to the She is a Nourish Mom podcast, where we talk about all things self-care, motherhood, and faith for the Christian mom who wants to transition from worn out to winning as the mom and woman God called her to be. I'm your host, Dr. Latoya Wiggins, but please just call me Latoya. I just want to be your mommy friend and sister in Christ as I teach you how to no longer feel depleted, but how to develop healthy habits to be nourished, renewed, and rejuvenated with biblical principles that bring peace instead of self-pity. Now let's get nourished together. Hey mamas, welcome to part two of our series on balancing marriage and motherhood. This episode is going to focus on the challenges these mamas face as married moms, trying to find that special time to connect with their husband. I hope you enjoy. What do I really need in this moment? Do I need to rest and relax? Do I need to take this nap? Do I need to go to bed early and be well rested? Or am I going to keep trying to clean up after, clean up all these things, tackle the pile of clothes that's been there for two weeks <laughs> or whatever? What do I need right now? So I'm going to let you um, other ladies go ahead and chime in. Chastity, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yes. When It was so funny when you were saying like how you went in your son drawer and you see. <laughs> You're like, let me get to this. And then you like, hold up. You pull yourself back from that moment. And you was like, if I would never open that drawer, I would never notice that them clothes. They would have been right there. And I was like, yes. It, it remind me of my clients. I would have been like, okay, so what if you would never open your son's drawer? And you wouldn't bow your way. Then what? Then I, I wouldn't even been thinking about it. It still would have been right there. I'm like, okay. You was able to go on about your day, right? All right, then. <laughs> Like, yes, she she you walked in that moment and you thought about it, you was able to talk yourself through, so that's good. But uh <laughs> one of the challenges for me that came up for me was with um under self-care is emotional uh stress, my self-care name. So as uh the both of us was talking on your podcast is when I talk to self-care, when I talk about self-care to my clients, I try to um bring to their awareness and enlighten them that self-care is just not one thing and so I I kind of made this little I make a little worksheet or chart for them where I break down um types of self-care into eight categories and I think we kind of mentioned them on your podcast and so those categories uh are your physical self-care, your emotional self-care, your social self-care, your spiritual self-care, your personal self-care, your space, your financial self-care, and your work, your job, career, that type of self-care. So the challenge that I was dealing with that came up for me was, again, emotional self-care, dealing with stress management, because I dealt with a lot of mom guilt, um, especially... Cause I have a, at the time he was 13 when I had my baby, uh, starting all over again. And then I'm like this new wife, new baby, new wife all over again. So a lot of times I had that narrow, uh, tunnel vision of thinking that I got to stay focused on one thing at a time. I got to stay focused on my husband. I got to stay focused on my son at the moment. I got to stay focused on my baby at the moment. I got to stay focused on my mom because she's calling me and I don't want her to, like, I, I was just having this tunnel vision. And so it came with a lot of guilt. I realized in my therapy session that a lot of times I was having a lot of mom guilt 
or wife guilt. You know, my I'm seeing my husband wash dishes. And I'm like, oh my God, why is he washing dishes? He's not supposed to be, you know, I'm feeling bad. Like, oh, I should have been in that kitchen a little earlier and he must think the kitchen is nasty. <laughs> All these negative thoughts coming into my mind, intruding my brain. And so I remember one time I was on a plane coming home from Memphis and I was sitting next to, a, well, I'm gonna I'm go and put it out there because even her uh her race was important in, in this story is I was sitting next to a white woman. And at this time, my baby was well, she I didn't have to purchase her her own individual seat. She could sit in my lap. But this was an evening flight. We're tired. She's passing her bedtime. Of course, the flight is packed. Every seat is is filled up. And of course, we're in the middle seat. Okay, <laughs> me and my daughter, and she's having a temper tantrum. She don't want no snacks. She her her, nut, her, her diaper is fine. She's all on the floor crying, and I'm saying to myself, "Oh my gosh, she's in, she's embarrassing me in front of this white woman." I'm like, "I don't need this white woman looking inside my head, thinking that I can't take care of my baby." And I just feeling mom guilt, like, "Oh my god, I'm looking like I don't know what I'm doing right now." She probably think I'm a struggling single mom. I'm just like all these. I'm just out here all in my head while my daughter is cutting up. And she was like, and I'm just keep trying to pull her off the floor because she keep wanting to get on the floor on the seat. I'm like, come and sit in mommy lap, like stop. I'm I'm struggling here. And honey, I'ma call her my sister because my white sis, honey, she was like, girl, let her be on that floor. Don't flight attendants not gonna say nothing to you. She is fine. She's having fun on that floor. And I breathe in that moment. And I smiled at her and I said, thank you. I said, thank you for, cause she was like, thank you for what? I was like, just thank you for seeing a mom in distress and you reached out and gave me the affirmation. Like, girl, she is fine. This is how they do. This past her bedtime. This is a late flight. Let that girl play on their flow. This flight, them flight attendants, then I say nothing to her. I guess like, I got your back, sis, you know? <laughs> and I appreciated that. You know, and the color was gone. I'm seeing another woman. I'm seeing a mom, like me and her in the conversation, laughing together. She gave my baby an orange, you know. So that flight was cool. She played on that floor. She, you know, going to sleep, take her, took her a nap on that floor, whatever. I just put her little blanket down or whatever. And I was like, Chester, you got to let this mom guilt go. I got to work on my self-care when it comes to stress management and to know that it's okay. She was, she ain't hurt nobody. I got her blanket down. It's, she go have germs anyway. She's okay. And, you know, who, who this is a child. Like, who cares? If you get on the airplane, bring your earbuds. Because you might be on the flight with some wine and kids. Some bags. Okay. <laughs> so, just, it's okay, Chastity. So, me dealing with that is something. And, and also, speaking out to those negative voices in my head. Like, one time when, when I do see my husband... You know, when I'm coming home, he's already like making a sandwich or something. I'm like, I was go, you know, cook some chicken or something. You know, he's like, no, I'm fine. I can eat a sandwich. You save another day. And I was like, well, I feel bad now. I said in my head, I'm feeling like you should have like had that client tell that client that you're gonna make push the session back a little bit. Put your family first. You know, put God first and your family and out. You know. And you supposed to be this wife. And I was like, and I just told him, I said, I be, I be feeling guilty when I'm seeing you doing so. He was like, you tripping. Like, I, 
Like, we eat that chicken tomorrow. Like, <laughs> you feel that bad, <laughs> you know? So me being able to, like, cancel out right then and there to, you know, condemn those negative thoughts. And, like, there's no evidence of proof. Like, me, my husband eating a sandwich is not in the world. At least we got food in it. You had food in the fridge for him to make a sandwich, Chastity. You know, so me tackling those negative thoughts, just like I tell my clients, even the therapists need a therapist, you know. So even I have to use my own um, strategies and methods that I share with my clients, I have to use on myself. Because that mom guilt be getting me. Or wife guilt. <laughs> yes, I love that you mentioned that. Because a lot of times, I feel like as moms, we talk about the mom guilt. But there's a wife guilt too. You know, especially when you, I guess, you know, I guess when you think about the roles. You know, especially those, um, I don't want to call them old school, but traditional. I guess the traditional roles. You know, you feel like, you know, you should have been home already cooking. <laughs> Your husband shouldn't have been um, cooking a meal or having to wash dishes, but at the same time, he wasn't tripping. It's like, well, you were working too, you know, and thank God for husbands like that. Cause I'm sure there are some moms, there may be some moms listening right now. Like, oh yeah, my husband would have been tripping if <laughs> the dinner wasn't made or <laughs> she even asked me to wash some dishes. You know, we need that support. You know, you're not home all day long. You know, you were working. So thank God for the husbands that don't mind <laughs> stepping in to, Pick us up. You know, we're supposed to balance each other out. I, told, I talked about that word balance. We got to balance each other out, you know? So what I can't do, you should be able to do, you know? I make sure we buy that good bread because I'm, I'm in the grocery store now. Like, my husband may, not, may need to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich one day. Let me get some, <laughs> some good sliced white bread while I'm at this grocery store. And those good chips to go on the side for you. Know, you need to make a sandwich one day this week. <laughs> See, look. Like you said, hey, at least it was already there for him, right? <laughs> All right, Charlotte, you ready to hop in? Yeah, let's hurry up before I freeze up again. <laughs> so we're just talking about what are some challenges challenges that you've had with prioritizing your self care. Oh my God, it has been it's you know, it's it's crazy. It's not crazy because I knew about this, but the days, the past couple of days that I have been having have put me to a challenge and I just had to find a time. Uh, I know this past weekend, I just went outside and just cried. I just cried and cried. I cried like somebody killed somebody. But after I released it, it felt good, you know. And that's just the struggle with trying to run a business, trying to be a wife, trying to be a mother, you know, still trying to make sure that you're giving everybody the time that they need. I'm like, goodness, I'm the only one person. You know, octopus, I ain't got all them legs where everybody can just tug on it, you know. Um, And the one thing, like when it comes to my marriage, me and my husband work together. (laughs) So... That's like our time. That's our alone time because the kids are not around. So um, that's when we have our alone time. And when we come home, <laughs> I'm in the living room. He's in the bedroom. <laughs> that's like our, our time apart from each other, you know. And we understand it because we know our goals and we know where we're trying to go in life, you know. So sometimes we have to sacrifice that. People looking in, they be like, well, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do that. No, we're doing what we said we were going to do with each other. What you got to say don't really mean nothing to me. What matters is 
making sure that he's happy. He's making sure that I'm happy and I'm making sure that our children are happy. So. Yeah. So I love that because that can be another issue that we have. Sometimes we're comparing ourselves to another married couple, another wife, another mom, um, you know, or they're trying to put their expectations on, you know, how they're living on us. And we have to, be true to ourselves, be true to our own marriage. Like you said, if this is what you and your husband want, <laughs> that's what's important. You're living the way you want to live. You yeah. know what kind of breaks you all need for your own personal self-care. You got your time together <laughs> and you know that, you know, you need that time apart as well to just unwind, you know, so you can't listen to those outside voices. So that's another thing, mamas, wifeys who are listening, make sure that you know, as long as everything is going well in your household, <laughs> don't worry about those outs outside voices. Don't compare yourself to the next couple. You're doing what works for you and your family. As long as it's your family, your husband is happy, don't worry about anybody else. So that does bring us to the next question. So we talked a lot about self-care. We did mention um, that, you know, self-care can be um spending time with our children or our spouse or other people you know having community so let's just talk about the marriage part so we are all busy moms i know you all have different um your children range from different ages so no matter what they still there sometimes they're in a lot of different activities whatever it is they are taking up a lot of our time some kind of way or, an, or another how are you finding time to nourish your marriage. And when we talk about this, you know, if you don't mind sharing, you know, has there been any dry seasons <laughs> in your marriage? And what have you done to bring back that fire or keep the fire, keep that spice alive or spice it back up? <laughs> so um, actually, we'll start with you, Charla, and then go back around, Charla, Stacey, and then Chastity. Okay, so um, like I said, we work together. Um, but to the it's is it's, it's kind of difficult, but it's not um the time that we spend together, it it be little it, it's like little you know like when you first meet somebody like when you were in high school or something you had that puppy dog, you know, that puppy love. That's how we do, you know. We like I said, he's in one room, I'm in another room. We are in the same house and we're texting each other. You know, and what we're texting, it makes us, you know, that's just our communication with each other because we're kind of like having our alone time, but kind of like having our together time as well. Uh, I know recently, this year we didn't make it, but usually we always go for a bang on like our anniversary and um, on our birthdays and stuff like that. Because we know any other time, it's just, it's not possible at all. The good thing is we have older children. So I have a 20-year-old, I have an 18-year-old, I have a 15-year-old. And they help us around the house a lot. When my 20-year-old is in here, you know, he'll call, like, for our anniversary. He's like, okay, I can get the kids, you know. This year, we had so much going on with the business and everything. We was just like... Because we really wanted to do something different. Um, we actually wanted our kids to come with us for our anniversary. So that, you know, they can get out and have fun and experience with us. It didn't happen, but that's okay. Um, 
I feel like as long as you know where you stand in your marriage with your spouse, that's all that matters. We put God first and everything else just flows down the line. Yeah, we're going to have them, them times where the enemy trying in our dry season. We've had a couple of dry seasons, but we've made it out, you know. Um, and what I would I would want to tell anybody that's married and that they are, and are balancing um, all of this is be open-minded. Don't be closed-minded. You know, you all have to come together and figure it out, you know. Figure out what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done. Um, and just keep God first in your marriage because he will, he, will, he will direct you and guide you if you let him. If you push him out, yeah, it's going to be all hell. You don't have people coming from northeast, south, and west, you know. So put God first and give him the opportunity to show you which way and which direction your marriage needs to go. And he'll tell you. I love that. What about you, Stacey? Um, I think with, with it, it's the, the communication. Um, I know, especially when you're in those, those drier seasons, um, is really communicating what you need. Because we get in, go to that rabbit hole of, you know, thinking in our, in our minds as far as, you know, well, he's not doing this. I want him to do this. and I need him to do this. You're not doing that. And, you know, especially in those dry season, things aren't going, you know, exactly the way you want and how you want it. You might not be getting date nights like you want. Um, but I think it's communication, but knowing when to pick that, pick that battle, pick that, you know, because um, I'm sure he's thinking the same thing, you know, that you're not doing this and you think you're being the perfect wife. And he's like, mm -mm. you know, I need, this is what I need. You know, um, but and I really think it comes down to that, um, and just understanding who your partner is um, and how they communicate. I mean, if you're just, you know, you know, if you're just coming at them in a, in a way where it's always accusatory, versus just coming saying, you know, it's it's about it's really about the delivery, you know. And I can't really because it's always different. You know, my husband and I are complete opposites. My husband is. You know, he, he's content just doing nothing and I need to be out and about doing stuff, <laughs> you know, um, you know, he's, you know, he, he's just, he's content, just, he's, you know, you can watch TV, you know, all day, just whatever, but I'm not, I need to be doing something. I just can't be sitting around doing nothing all day. Um, and so you really just, you have to know who each other, each other individually, you need to know what you need collectively as a marriage, especially you know, after, you, after you get out of those honeymoon years. Um, you know, I've been married almost 14 years now as well. And so it takes work. Um, like it's, a, it's a season. It's not the end all be all. It doesn't mean that's how you're, everything's going to be, but it's a season. Um, and you just have to, you know, either get through that season, whether you're, you know, for me, I, there's busy seasons at work and you have to understand, well, they're in that, they're busy season. They're under stress at work. So like um, we were talking about, you know, with the husbands, you know, um, washing the dishes for us. I think Chastity, you were saying that you're like, well, did I not do it? Was he getting frustrated because it wasn't done? Like maybe, and I always have to approach it from a, a place of gratitude. I'm grateful I have a spouse who is willing to just do the dishes, you know, because he could have yelled at me, hey, what's the deal with all these dishes in the sink? Why don't you get it, you know? 
But you took the initiative, like, I would just do it. I'm not doing anything else. Or I see you're under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. You got this launch going, whatever it might be. You know, chess fine. As long as the kids are fed, oodles and noodles, peanut butter jelly. Might be candy some days. It might be, they got fed. They're, you know, whether they'll have to be a big gourmet meal and that doesn't mean I have to cook it. You know, if he wants to order pizza, go for it, you know. Um, but I think, I think that really, you know, communication, knowing who each other, knowing each other and just, um, you know, and really just remember there are seasons, you know, and not everything's going to be roses and sunshines all day, every day, but really just having a, a place of gratitude. Um, and again, not comparing it to those other relationships because I've done that, um, you know, comparing it to those other relationships. But then when I'm, especially people who I'm around a lot, yeah, it looks great. And then you hear them complaining about stuff all their spouse isn't doing. And I'm like, but my husband does that stuff. So I guess, I guess, you know, what's the bigger picture? Looking all pretty and polished or having a spouse that will wash the dishes or will take the kids or, you know, I, like I said, my, my girlfriend's here from college that, you know, she and I, we've been out and he's just as content here to, you know, with the kids and kids are just as content on their video games and all that good stuff. But it, it is, it's finding that balance as well. Yep. And what about you, Chastity? I think for me, I had to, because I know being out here in Georgia, like I said, we don't have no family. We have a my, uh, now he's 15. So of course he watching himself, you know, but I have my two year old. So right now we still don't feel safe just or comfortable having someone to like watch her because I know they have those little care apps and all that type of stuff but we like wait till she potty train wait till she's talking full sentences and you know maybe we could dibble dab and that type of stuff and our son is still be here while the babysitter coming to home so we like on down the line we can do that so now we went from because in memphis i had all my family because my husband's from north carolina so yeah so he's military and you know that's how we met each other when he came to memphis but I had like aunties, cousins, best friends, like everybody is is there. My mom, like everybody is is in Memphis. So we had babysitters when we was there. When my baby was like a, a handheld baby, or whatever. So mom and my aunt comes to the house, and we gone. But we went from like being able to go out every two weeks to is mom flying in this month, you know. <laughs> so we went from that to like being like homebound like we quarantined again okay so we really had to like our marriage really went through some ups and downs and it's like we got to a point we just get into a little bitty stuff and i'm like whoa so i went it just so happened and my good my good auntie michelle obama was promoting her new book and doing all these interviews and she had a transparent moment in one interview and she was like, honey, me and Barack, I couldn't stand that man for the first 10 years of our marriage. She said, I couldn't stand him. You know, like he he, he going golfing, golfing. I, I'm trying to braid hair and <laughs> green edges around here. Like who has time to go golfing? What is he talking about? So I was like, 
like that what like kind of like we're dealing with that spirit of comparison as we spoke about earlier was in my marriage where me and my husband comparing each other like what we have done for the child what we've done and how like all of it like i watched her i took a bath last night like don't you see me trying to finish up some notes you get you know so <laughs> instead of us having a spirit comparison comparing ourselves like who's doing what because like my my auntie said everybody's coming into this marriage thinking it's gonna be 50 50 she said sometimes it's gonna be 60 40 sometimes it's gonna be 30 70 you know so it all depends on where both of our are in our walks of life and in, in, in our careers and what we're doing in other things that are going on in our lives right now and what we need at that time so me and my husband which we were in marriage we we're doing marital counseling as well now um and so we had to like really talk about our schedules after work, like who's going to do what, especially when it comes to our daughter and getting her ready for bed and all of that. Because what I kind of talk about in your podcast, time management was kind of loose for me growing up because I grew up in a single parent household and my mom used to be late to everything. So I thought being late was normal. You know? <laughs> And my husband is military. He's he's strict. He's organized. He likes structure and all of that. You know, he it was it, he likes us to leave the house an hour early because he's thinking about traffic and all these things. I'm trying to leave after no probably 15 minutes, you know, before the program starts. So we really were colliding a lot of things, but I knew who my person was. I like uh Charlotte said, I I knew who my husband was. So I had to like kind of meet him where he were on some of the things and he met me as well and so we talked about our schedules and we're like what would be good days for you and good nights for you where you can have your night to yourself and decompress after work and i take care of the baby and we kind of swap it out and he was like and we both were like if it's your night and you ain't feeling it just let the other person know like hey i know it's my night to put her down for bed but i'm tired you know and it's worked for us it's working for us and so um also since we don't get to do date nights like we used to uh we hang out in his man caves on sundays and eat if i didn't cook we ordered doordash baby girl is downstairs doing her thing my son in his room doing his thing and me and my husband hanging out in his man cave netflix and netflixing or watching the game chilling doing what we do i may have to add that text message thing in there too as a little caveat like boy you better come over here and rub these toes i can rub on you before i go to bed <laughs> and send them a little pic you better come on down here <laughs> so just be creative like you said sis we got to be creative with them cell phones like us us married women we can't let the single women outdo us we can send those good little pictures too now <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta just let me know I gotta be creative spice it up send some little pictures getting out the shower like I got some energy you better come on while I be out <laughs> I love it y'all are crazy <laughs> it's true though so I've heard you gotta um sorry my eyes always water when i have this light shine in my face um i heard communication bottom line communication is key you know you got to communicate your needs um you gotta manage your time well <laughs> so i know we did mention that a lot of times you have to manage that time rather than like you said getting creative to spend that quality time with one another 
managing the home. We got to be on one accord. And like you said, and you don't have to be strict to whatever it is that you said you were going to do. Like you said, hey, today I just can't do it. <laughs> so if it don't get done, it doesn't get done. Or as you mentioned before, hey, you may pick up each other's select at times. So like, okay, you can't do it. I got you today. You know, just got to communicate. I really feel like that's always the main number one thing, except for what I'm about to say, you know, it's that communication piece. And then the very always number one thing is what Charlotte mentioned. You got to keep God first. Mm -hmm. um, you know, without God not being at the head of our homes, like you said, it's just going to fall apart, period. And I, I love that you mentioned, Stacey, that there are going to be some dry seasons, period. I feel like every married couple that I know, people who have been married for years, you know, they will even tell you, like, people who you can still, you can look at them and see the glow, the happiness when they talk about their um, spouse, if they're in each other's presence. But they will always tell you, it wasn't always like this. <laughs> No matter what it was, you know, whatever trials, tribulations they went through in their marriage, it was not always like this. But you got to keep God first. You know, um, keep that D word out of the conversations, which I've had. I think a lot of us have, especially in that early stage, you always throw around that D word, the divorce word. And it's like, you got to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Stop speaking that negativity into your marriage, you know. So what are we going to do? And like Michelle said, I know that same interview because when she said, I was like, oh, you need to hear stuff like that. Because sometimes you're like, I don't know what's going on, Lord. <laughs> but when you hear people saying stuff like that, it's not going to always be the puppy love that you're not going to always like your spouse. <laughs> you may always love them. It's not always the romantic love. And you just got to keep going for it. Sometimes you got to do the work. Sometimes you got to go to therapy. You know, if needed. Um, I know Michelle Obama in her book, or I think it was the book, and um, yeah, in the book she mentioned that and she's mentioned this in some interviews. Sometimes they're like going to therapy because she's trying to fix him, not realizing that oh, she needed to work on some things herself too. So sometimes it's not just always looking at what your spouse is doing wrong. What are you doing wrong? What could you do better? You know, keep that communication going. And one thing that is very encouraging about what Michelle said was no matter what, she wouldn't trade all those, I forgot, I think she said like a number, but she wouldn't trade all those um, bad years, right? 30 years. Yes, she wouldn't trade any of those for even just these good moments that they're having now, you know? So like you said, you got to keep God first and keep it, keep it moving. You know, like I said, had that communication. And sometimes, like you said, um, you know, especially if you're in that position where, Okay, it's not the season for us to get a lot of date nights because of, you know, we don't have this support. Maybe it's a safety issue. You know, you don't feel comfortable leaving them with people who you don't know, of course. You know, so you got to be creative. Like you said, like, hey, if this the, the man cave is out date right now, fine. You keep the thing spicy. Hey, let me send him some nice little photos, some nice little text messages. You know, <laughs> sometimes you got to stroke the ego, whatever you got to do to make your spouse feel appreciated. And, you know, same thing, um, like Stacy, that kind of goes back to those love languages. You got to make sure that you're, I guess, doing whatever makes them feel great and they're doing things that make you feel great also. And um, I know for me, that time management thing is a very big piece. You got to yeah. be able to manage your time well. And that's what the different roles we have, right? That it's, um, you know, our jobs or businesses, sometimes it's both. <laughs> sometimes some of us have a job, you know, a career and a business. You have your children, you have your marriage. Of course, you need time for yourself. You got to find time to manage it all. 
and know that, of course, the balance piece is not going to always be equal, but what feels good for my spouse and I, you know, at the time, most of the time, we don't even have to worry about the kids. The kids are the ones who are getting majority of the time. So how can we find those pockets of time to really nurture each other, you know, nourish our marriage? Hey, mamas, I hope you enjoyed part two of our conversation. Be sure to tune in for our last part of the series next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the She is the Nourish Mom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with a mommy friend who needs to hear this message. Connect with me on social media at She is a Nourished Mom. And let me know your ahas and takeaways from this week's episode. Until next time, keep nourishing yourself, mama.